Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kahaleo Massage Podcast. This is Aaron. So this will be the last couple podcasts I'll do about my trip about Korea. So the previous podcast, I was in Korea doing them. So given a little bit of time, been back to Hawaii for about a month now. So I was able to, you know, reflect upon what I did. And so this podcast, it'll be a fun podcast, no doubt. This will be the top 10 things I did during my time in South Korea. So there are a few things that I wasn't able to do. You know, you try to fill a lot of your time with stuff in and around the area. Initially, you know, we ventured off, but there's a lot to do in Korea. So I personally think we were able to do a lot of the more touristy things since we were staying in Myeongdong. We weren't able to venture off too far. So for example, one of the things I, I kind of miss going to was the Nodianjing fish market. And while I'm not a big fish person, you know, you're kind of into seeing like different types of unique animals that you may not see. I'm not real big into going to Chinatown here in Hawaii. And I think for us, generally speaking, we're not really eating like those real exotic type fishes and we might, we may not even have access to some of those in Hawaii. So as I was watching a lot of the food shows and the travel shows on Netflix, you know, they're eating sea cucumbers and weird bugs and crustaceans and things. And it's just kind of fun to look, check those things out in a different country. So I know for sure next time I go to Korea, I think Nodianjing will be high on my list. We didn't go to the DMZ, North Korea. It just felt like it was too far. I think it was about three hours by bus. It wasn't by train, so it took a long time to get up there. When you're up there, they were saying like it's kind of touristy and they're gearing it toward a more North Korean feel, so the food isn't that good. You can't do a lot of things, take pictures and what have you. So I think next time if we have more time, then I would venture off to North Korea or the DMZ. We weren't able to do a lot of the clubby club nightlife or going to the Norebang, the karaoke bars. And that was because we were just wiped out during the day. You know, we did five to seven miles of walking each day. So come 12, 31 o'clock, I don't think we really want to go to a club where we have to keep standing. And generally speaking, the, the alcohol is not cheap aside from soju. Like, beer and scotch were not super cheap. We did go to a bar. They serve makguli, and that was not too expensive. And like I was telling people before, they do have a fledgling beer micro-brew thing going on in Korea. It's very small. It's very upstart, but I was able to try one from Jeju, a wit ale. It was pretty good. You know, it was a solid iteration of a wit beer i think in the next couple years as they refine their skills they're gonna do really well in making more beer we didn't go to a baseball game i heard those are really fun especially like you know they do the fan chants like they do in japan i think they eat odd snacks and things of that nature so i wouldn't mind going like maybe in april or something to check out you know sporting events or whatever especially baseball since they're very into baseball and as I told you guys, we watched curling on TV. We watched a lot of curling and women's golf. So maybe those are two events that I would check out if I went back to Korea. And finally, we didn't do the Nanimun night market. 
always thought that we were there, but we were maybe a quarter mile away from the Nande Moon Night Market. We passed by it a couple times when we were lost, but they were saying they had a little bit better food. It's a little different than the Myeongdong, which is a little more geared toward the tourists. But I think next time around, you know, we'll do the Nande Moon Night Market. So prior to picking my top 10, some of the things that didn't make the list primarily were us going to the Digital Media City, that was NBC World and doing SBS, MTV, the show. They were fun, don't get me wrong. NBC World, super awesome because the, the girls that were helping us were super nice, very interactive, spoke a lot of English. I think it's relatively cheap. I think it was like 25 bucks if you go on to Kluke. But they run you through it pretty well, probably about an hour. It'll take about an hour, especially if it's not busy. That was fun. And then when we went to SBS, MTV, the show... That will run you anywhere from 75 to 100 per person. It's fun. Don't get me wrong, but it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Again, it's on Kluke. Because you don't know who's on it, it's a crapshoot. But you know you're going to get in if you're a foreign, non-Korean resident because you're a paying ticket holder. So just keep that in mind when you're going. And then the other thing that didn't make the list was... The various palaces and gates that you can see throughout um, Seoul. If you do go to those things, if you're with somebody who's into it, you should wear the hanboks. And if you do that, you get into all these palaces for free. You'll see, like, the changing of the guard. You'll see, like, them carrying the flags. It looks pretty interesting. It was fun, but I just didn't feel like playing dress-up during that time. It was kind of hot, so... The palaces are still well-kept. It's always nice to see a very modern country and city maintain their traditions and history. So I, I really enjoyed that part of Korea. They have a lot of green. They have a lot of trees, as well as having huge skyscrapers and endless amounts of condos and places to live. All right, so... Let's get into the top 10 things I did in Korea, not including eating, of course. That will be on a separate list. So number 10, the Myeongdong Night Market. As much as I dislike so many humans, I enjoyed, I guess, the energy when you're there. I think partly because you're a tourist and everything is so novel to you. And while they're pushy, they're not super aggressive. And it's relatively clean. I mean, one of the issues is the fact that there are no garbage cans in in Korea for some reason. So at the end of the night, you see like just these huge piles of garbage. But then by the next morning, they've already cleaned it up, taken it away. So it's clean. It's good. And it happens every day, seven days a week. So the food's interesting. The, it's fun to like watch people and... You know, it's just, it's just fun. The Yongdong night market. Like I said, I would try to go to other night markets if I were close to them in another trip. Uh, number nine, I put SM Town, the Coex Mall. If you're a fan of K-pop like I am, primarily of groups like Girls' Generation, uh, Red Velvet, for the ladies, EXO, Super M, you should definitely go to SM Town. They have they have everything you want. They have all the CDs if you want to listen to it. They have costumes, their shoes. There's interactive pictures you can take with them. There's their awards. You can even actually see their 
concerts up on the sixth floor, if I'm not mistaken, in one of the theaters. There's a lot to do. You can see their handprints. You have these little fun games you can play. Plus, it's right by the Coex Mall. So, after you're done shopping, buying, you know, light sticks, DVDs, CDs, like I did, you can go to the mall right there. Number eight, I picked the Han River. So, we were on the Hangang side. We weren't in the Gangnam part of the Han River. So, I think on our side, they're revitalizing it in the way that they've already revitalized the Gangnam part of the river. The river itself is kind of dirty, but, you know, they're building parks all around this area so that people can can kind of just hang out there safely. When we were there, the, the weather was really good, so you could see a lot of people just sitting at the park, hanging out. Me personally, I, I just said, let's just have a beer at the on the Han River. We watched some people wakeboarding, I think, and it was... It's a really nice day, you know. I guess, I guess the Koreans they they appreciate the outdoors, despite the fact that, like, they were SPF 50 or whatever. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it was a super nice day. A lot of time when we were there, and you know, they made the most of it. They would have picnics. They would just go drinking. They they run the trails, and yeah. So I thought the Han. Just being on the Han River is nice. And then they also light up the bridges at night, some of them. So, you know, nice attractions to check out. Number six, I picked the Olympic Park and the stadiums that were there. At the Olympic Park, there's a lot of statues, a lot of things from the 88 Olympics. They still have the torch burning. They have all the flags up. They've retrofitted, I think, the stadiums to allow for concerts there's a K-pop thing there too. It's just nice, well maintained. And I think they even have, um, art exhibits on premises as well. So you can check those out it's right in the middle of the city. So I think if you're a stressed out worker or something, just take a walk there, chill out, relax. And if you come into my office anytime soon, I took a picture of the leaves and that'll be on my new business card. Number five, I put the Changgyecheong stream. It's this little stream that runs near in Myeongdong and they put up a lot of, not really floats, but they're like little almost paper mache type looking things. And I guess at night they light it up so that people can hang out and it's well lit so it's safe. The only time it's an issue is if there's rain and then the floodgates open. So you guys got to get out of there by then. But aside from that, a very safe place to walk. It keeps you out of the way of the the cars and the bustle. So you're below the street level, but it's still a very safe place to be. And people are around. People walk in the mornings and stuff. You know, and tourists like me just take up space and take pictures of everything. Number four, I put the Namsan Seoul Tower. So it usually says N Seoul Tower. We did it at night, and I think that's ex- exceptionally pretty at night because it's well lit. You can take a trolley car ride, which is super busy at night, I think. But you take the trolley, you see the lights of Seoul. You can go up to the observation deck, you know, have a beer, have a have a ice americano, something like that, and just hang out. You can also have food up there if I'm not mistaken. There's a restaurant on the top floor or something, but it's just a nice view. And I think because it was on our last day, we could 
hang out, reflect on what we did, things that we were we would look forward to coming back. So I think maybe if you go to the Namsan Tower, you know, go at night, go near the end of your trip. Just it's a nice place to reflect. Number three, I said you need to go to a K-pop concert. We were fortunate to go to IU's second day of her 2019 Love Poem concert tour. If you go to Korea, you need to go to a K-pop concert. You need to feel the energy of a concert like that, and it's different than anything you've seen in America. You know, like for America. Some of these guys, the the concert starts, and all you see is people looking through it through their camera phones. In Korea, you know, it's all about the light sticks, doing fan chants, and the only people that you see put up the camera phones are probably the tourists. I was guilty of doing that just because I wanted to remember the the songs that IU sang. But it's a, it's an awesome experience just to be with all these people who just love the artist and. Are really in the moment, you know, not like in the U.S. where people are just trying to film it and watching it through their tiny cameras. When you're living it, I look forward to seeing other concerts in Korea or possibly seeing a, a K-pop group in another country. That'd be interesting too. All right, top two. Number two is the Gwangjang Market that opens. I think at 10 o'clock in the morning. It was well documented in. The Netflix street food special. I think Mikey Chen, Strictly Dumpling went there. The best damn food review show ever, I think, went there. I think Dave's been here was on that too. So it has so much food. You shouldn't fill up. Go try each each stall. If you need fabric, you need yarn, you need stuff to take home. They've got that too. And like I said, as much as I don't like crowds and stuff, it's just go there. You expect it, and people are relatively nice too. They're not as mean as I thought they would be. All right, so my number one place to visit in Korea. This is a cheat because you can do like four or five different things in this one area. So I picked Lotte World. Lotte World with the asterisk because in addition to Lotte World, you can go to their amusement park. You can go to their aquarium. You can go shopping in the Lotte Galleria. And then you can go to the Lotte Folk Village, which is attached to Lotte World. And finally, you can even go to the Lotte Sky Tower, the Lotte Soul Sky Tower. So that was on Klook too, and I think that was less than fifty bucks a person. You could have an entire day there. You know, you go to the Lotte World, which is like kind of like their Disneyland. There's rides. There's Amusement park food. If it's a nice day, you stay outside. If it's less nights, you come inside. You can go to the aquarium, which we weren't able to make, but I think that's like the second largest aquarium they have in Korea. So there's a lot of stuff to see. And then you can go to the Lotte Folk Village, which is a part of Lotte World, and there you can see a lot of the history of Korea. You can go to a lot of restaurants over there that serve more traditional Korean food. And then finally, you get to go see the Lotte Seoul Sky Tower, which I think is the sixth largest building in the world. The views are spectacular. We went in the daytime, unfortunately, but I'm sure at night when everything is lit up, you can see the bridges, you can see the Seoul skyline, and it's pretty breathtaking because you're so high off the ground. You know, in Hawaii, we don't have anything that big, so 
half a kilometer almost in the air. It's pretty crazy. And then you can have, you can eat some ice cream. You can have a coffee, eat some candy. They have a restaurant there. And you can have a kind of an overpriced alcoholic beverage, which we did. It was a nice place that we saw the middle of a trip. So that was kind of fun. Um, but again, a lot to do, a lot to see when you're up there. And then you can think about where else you want to go because you're seeing the entire cityscape of Seoul. So yeah, those are my top 10 things I did in Korea. And I do look forward to going back and seeing other things down the road. But until then, um, that's all I got for today, for this episode. And I will talk to you guys later.